Welcome to episode 76 of the Jez and Friends podcast. Today's special guest of the podcast is Zach Newman, who has been at Melbourne Uni for 10 or so years and also a co-founder of run to pv Online Coaching. Um, Zach has a wealth of experience in distance running. His PVs are 30, 25 and 10K, 66 and a half and 225 and a marathon. How's it going, mate? Good to be on. Hey, great, mate. It's uh, great to catch up. Been a bit of a fan of this show, mate. Enjoy oh. what you're doing. So, uh, humbled to be on, on the podcast. No, I'm humbled to have you on as well. I've been listening to a few of the recent episodes with um, Chris, the new co-host you've been talking about. Um, and yeah, we're talking about Stole Gift earlier. Do you want to quickly um, touch on your journey for Stole Gift, the two mile <laughs> in 2008 or nine? Yeah, um, it was funny. We were just talking off air about um, about Brady Throw for my um, one of the co-founders of Run to BB and a good mate of mine. And uh, yeah, my phone has been blowing up since he won uh, Store because he hasn't stopped talking about his uh, his win. I, I didn't win the Herb Hederman. Um, I won the two mile there, and I was just um, yeah, I, I had taken a little bit of a break from running and uh, just off the back of coming back from from the US in college and then just had you know, some downtime from running and then started getting back into the sport and pro running or um, handicap running is uh, they call it professional running, but handicap um, running here in Victoria is um, yeah, it's a pretty fun social scene. And then there's some good races like the stall gift and, and yeah, joined up with the Hitworth squad, Mark Hitworth. who's a oh, old tabs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, involved. Old tabs. He was, um, <laughs> yeah. He's a, uh, yeah unbelievable athlete still to this age I, i'm not going to um guess his age but he is <laughs> old but he's still fast and uh mark actually coached um alex Rowe for a bit um oh, wow. early on and then he went over to jr but um yeah he i was in his group the hitworth squad and yeah made some great friends there and um yeah managed to go to stall a couple of times and um yeah got the win in the two mile um yeah trying to remember what year it was um <laughs> my, my covid brain still hazy over years and i'm just trying to work out what that's all right you know 2020 to 2022 let alone 10 12 years ago but yeah it was a, yeah. It was a fun experience still and we've still like i heard brady and the boys from rrp talking about it but like you can't or you can no, you can't look behind you so you kind of like have to <laughs> run you know run scared essentially so what's that <laughs> feeling like mate yeah it's it's definitely unique um running scene uh the, the rules and the traditions uh, around it and yeah part of that the the system i guess is so that everyone runs you know if the handicap gets it right everyone should finish at the same time you know finish at the end together so to make it exciting racing so yeah i guess the the theory around not looking around and um, you know easing up is, is why you can't can't do that and yeah it is definitely definitely different and you do run scared um I was sort of I think I was towards the back in that race so I was sort of running down people uh, but it's yeah it's, it's like no other store I think mm. um, you know the fact that it's on on the TV and I think you get a lot of like it's funny because you know you do some pretty cool things in running in the club scene and you know some of your achievements maybe just in an xcr finishing say a top 10 or on the podium there yeah. you get more kudos from um from your mates at school who may have uh, heard about you you know doing something at stall and you just think oh i kind of wish they knew more about other things you've achieved but <laughs> yeah, you yeah. take what you can get 
100 and yeah obviously going back to your running journey now i guess starting from early high school do you want to talk us through like running college and you know maybe did you initially start off with like middle distance running then build towards distance running is that how it worked or uh yeah a little bit i mean i i never did little athletics so mm-hmm. i was always um i was always cricket and football um but you know when you're small and <laughs> you, you don't really hold your own in football when you get a little bit older so once you get to 12 13 i mean you can run but yeah you can't really get near the ball without getting crunched so um it's <laughs> me right now mate <laughs> i'm playing footy still and yeah i'm getting crunched <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um i i really i loved cricket i played a lot of cricket growing up from basically from you know prep onwards and right through to right through to year 12 actually and uh but running started to come into my life in when i was sort of 15 16 um i was fortunate enough to um go to yarra valley grammar school out in the east and um school sport was compulsory there so you had to do saturday sport and yeah, in summer I played cricket and then winter cross country. Um, I sort of I was playing soccer early, and then one of the soccer coaches, uh, what well, the cross country coach, saw, saw me playing soccer and was basically said, "Oh, I think you should come over and run cross country next year." <laughs> so, and I was I was holding, I was just hanging into the A side in soccer. So I thought, "Oh, maybe I'll go to cross country, <laughs> give it a go." Uh, and yeah, took off from there. Yeah, just I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I sort of found, I think, with running and, and you know, something that I, you know, I love about sport now is that, you know, whilst doing team sports is, is fun and you get that experience within a team and that team environment, getting getting the results for something you put in in terms of your own running and your own training, um, that's, that's pretty fulfilling and um, pretty satisfying, I think. And I found that when I was... When I started the sport in school and doing a little bit of extra training, I sort of noticed, oh, I'm in the top, you know, I think early on I was finishing top 40 or something in the, in the school cross country. And then each, each year I thought, oh, I'd do a little bit more extra. I might get top 20, top 10. And yeah, it sort of took off from there. But no, and, and sorry, I missed your question about middle distance um, running. No, I didn't do, I did eights and 15s. Um, at high school, but I wasn't very good. Uh, I always was leaning towards the longer cross-country stuff. Fair enough. And what about your college experience? Like, what was that like? Obviously, like, the dynamics of it. So, if I was in the US, right, do you want to touch on, like, how that system worked for you? Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, I wasn't recruited that heavily, like, you know, and it was quite different back then. I'm obviously on my age now because it was... 20 plus years ago oh yeah about 20 years ago (laughs) um and yeah kids i mean people were still going to college then and there was there was talk about it so when i finished high school um i ran the all schools uh i went up to darwin and ran that as in year 12 and finished top 10 uh i'd won the agsv cross country so i was doing well I i was sort of holding my own in high school level and I think around 15, 15, 17 for 5K in year, just year 12. And it wasn't outstanding, but it was enough to sort of show that to garner a little bit of interest in some schools. And in the end, I was actually, 
I'd heard through a couple of other friends who had, had sort of gone over there or approached school. So I actually just started emailing a few coaches directly and um, yeah, got some offers, got a couple of D1 school offers, but they weren't in um, great locations like Alabama, Louisiana, um, mm, you know, yeah. New Orleans. And I just ended up landing at um, you Back then, it was actually things were going by post. <laughs> it wasn't e- well. There was emails, but you'd actually get these things in the post. You'd get prospectus, and you get they were sending over, um, you know, some club uni- uni- uh, college uniforms and trying to sort of get you to come on board. And uh, by all means, I wasn't a uh, you know getting getting uh, hit up by Oregon or Penn <laughs> or any of the big schools, but they were um, good D two school uh, like bottom level D1 schools or good D2 schools. And um, I ended up going to a division two school uh, in West Virginia in Salem university. And um, yeah, had a good conversation on the phone with the coach and yeah, decided to head over there. And yeah, it was a, it was an awesome experience. You know, I was, I was in, living in, in, in the Eastern suburbs in Croydon as a 20 year old. And then to go over to the U S to West Virginia, land in New York, spend some time in New York and then, uh, get picked up after getting on a, on a bus from New York to West Virginia and uh, yeah, picked up <laughs> the coach and into the dorms and yeah, it was, a, it was a whole new world for me. Um, I hadn't traveled over. I'd been to New Zealand. I don't know if that counts <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> and uh, first time I was really overseas and yeah, it was, it was awesome. The, the professionalism back then, we're talking 20 years ago, we had, um, unbelievable gym ice baths unlimited food drink um, oh, you know and you, it's you know you, you go in and you train basically you're trained and then you could go into the cafeteria and as an athlete to be honest um school class class wasn't the priority <laughs> you're basically you, you you tick off training go hang out in the cafeteria eat as much food as you wanted drink as much as you wanted <laughs> uh talk talk trash with your with your training mates maybe do a couple of hours of class, have a bit of a nap and then go and run again. So it was a pretty, pretty good lifestyle. For, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it sounded yeah, pretty fun, mate. <laughs> it was fun. And, um, but what you're seeing now over, like it's, you know, the game's changed a lot over there. It's like, so, so many Aussies are, are absolutely crushing it over there and, and doing really well. Yeah. Especially on athletics club. I know you've jumped on the bandwagon, mm. haven't you? With the on cloud shoes. <laughs> yeah, I have um, a good mate of mine, Luke Bell, who's working with on has um, has converted me over and, and um, yeah, I, I love what they're doing uh, on and I think Australia's um, going to see a lot more of on in the future. 100%. Um, and obviously with your running, Zaka, like as you said, with, you know, going to uh, West Virginia, it's also you uh, also taking you places such as like New York and Japan for like the marathons. So, I guess touch us or talk us through your proudest running achievements. Yeah, um, you're right. Like going to the mar- moving to the marathons, and as I got older, like I always wanted to do the marathon, and I did my first one in Melbourne in oh twenty thirteen um yeah debuted in 2013 and did melbourne and then i always sort of wanted to tick the box of um of going to say a major so i ended up going and doing london and i've done chicago and then the lake biwa marathon which is 
uh, quite a prestigious marathon over in Japan and I was lucky enough to go over there three times and ran my PB there of 225.01. And uh, yeah, that was, that's probably up there with one of the most proudest achievements that and, um, and also, I guess, um, running, uh, winning a Victorian championship in the half marathon at Burnley. That was, um, that's where I ran my half marathon PB. So yeah, they're probably the, the achievements. And I guess, yeah, going back, back to getting that chance to travel and race, it's, um, it's all the things around that as well. Like you travel over there with some mates and you get to go to, um, you know, you get to go to Chicago with a good mate of mine, Matt, Matt Davey and, um, Josh Papa and um, yeah, we, we were training buddies. We built up for that, that, that race. And he obviously spent some time in the lead up, had a, yeah, we had okay days at Chicago, but then, you know, we traveled around New York and um, yeah, just sort of had some fun after. So it's, it's all the things around it as well that you sort of remember, not just the running side of it. Yeah. It's also the traveling side and, uh, I believe you've been to a few locations. I had a quick look. Are you an Arsenal fan, mate? So I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not a huge. I'll, I'll confess, I'm not a, a, a huge fan. I just jumped on my bat on the bandwagon because my brother-in-law, where I was staying with my sister and, and them in uh, in London, and he took me to a game. Um, but I, I was supporting them before only because. I think I used to pick them in FIFA and then that's why, <laughs> I, um, that's why I ended up being an Arsenal fan. And yeah, it was pretty cool to go to go um, tick, it, tick that off the, uh, the bucket list. That's pretty cool, mate. Yeah, obviously like running's important, but it's also like taking in the scenery as well, like with New York and like their sightseeing as well. So no, it's really good, mate. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about run to PB now because obviously I spoke to Brady about it and like, you guys have obviously established something very successful. Um, and I guess online coaching has evolved over the past couple of years with obviously Pulse Running and the other like online coaching businesses. So do you want to talk us through how you began that and how it's going now? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, it's been awesome to see online running coaching explode, I think, in the last few years. And even, look, it's it's been around for a while. Um, you know, people were getting coached by correspondents for, for a while. There was people, people were actually getting coached via mail, you know, getting programs sent by mail. And then as technology got better, um, you know, and there's the advent of say your training peaks, final surge and, and websites and the way we're connected now has now allowed online coaching to become a lot more streamlined. And I think, with with regards to run to PB, we started in 2017 and yeah it was it was really a case of maddie matt davy um myself and, and brady were all and, and Gemma maney matt's partner we're all we're all actually getting hit up and coaching uh friends and friends of friends and we were kind of doing it uh, within like spreadsheets or we were doing it via messenger and we were just sort of were, were helping out people, but we didn't really, we hadn't really um, streamlined that and, and, and really monetized it because whilst it was, it was fine doing it for a few mates, it becomes a bit, uh, a bit challenging when you have to kind of, um, yeah, I guess keep, you know, consistent with it and keep up to date. And, you know, you just thought, well, hang on, why don't, we, why don't we actually pull all our resources together 
um, and actually create something that we can give back to the community. And then we, we sort of had a bit more of a chat and thought, well, there is actually a gap in the market here because, you know, we'd seen the rise of Parkrun. We'd also seen that there was just this disconnect between like your clubs. You know, I've been a member of an athletics club um, since I was 17. And I just noticed that, you know, it was quite intimidating to come into the club scene and there was a lot of rec runners a lot of people running around the town a lot of people going to park run but they just didn't get the opportunity to then sort of improve their running because there wasn't anywhere to really go and and i sort of thought well online coaching is a good option to give people a chance to to maybe get more structure and a personalized approach um and yeah that's where run to bb came in and the other side of it was um i'd sort of been running with a lot of um elite and semi and I, I never got to the top end but athletes that had been to the olympics or they were trying to get to the olympics and the struggle they had to financially sort of fund themselves to do that like you know a lot of people don't realize that you know some of our top athletes are working a few jobs a week you know a few jobs and grinding away to, to sort of fund that career and i i thought well why not let you know this could be an opportunity that those runners who have so much experience and knowledge can actually connect with the running community and give back to, you know, give, give that out, fund a bit of their training through whether it pays for a training camp, whether it helps pay for shoes or whatever. And um, yeah. So when we started, we had the four of us and we've got 18 coaches now and, and some of those, are, are, you know, national representatives and, and, and on the rise, you know, your, your Andy Buchanan's, James Hansen, um, you know, Madeline, Madeline Heiner, who now, you know, was an Olympian who's now just loves giving back to the sport. So I think we're, we're really proud that we've been able to sort of a help the running community, but also help um, some of the elite runners coming through. 100%. And you also do middle distance now, yeah, because you got Isaac on board. So that's pretty Yes, we have got Isaac. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that Melbourne Uni connection in there. But no, Isaac's great. He's, um, you know, as you know, with Isaac, and you've had him on the show, um, he's a smart cookie and um, he's, he gets, um, he, his training philosophies are really, really good. And um, yeah, fast, fast guy. So if you want a, a fast uh, 1500 guy um, to coach you, he's, he's your man. Yeah, I think I need to hit him up, Zach. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> nah, great, great chat about Run to PV, mate. Um, and I see your, you know, you got the pillar performance um water bottle there, but good segue. Um, you're an ambassador yeah. for them, and recently I got into you know like more recovery side, like sports nutrition is obviously really important. Um, I guess us teenagers <laughs> have too much Maccas and all that sometimes, and it doesn't work in our favour, but. <laughs> Tell us, like, the products they offer and the importance of, you know, sports nutrition and recovery. Yeah, pillows. Um, we, I think it was about a year ago, um, we were connected with Pillar and, and Damien Fitzpatrick, who's a CEO, who's an ex-rugby player. Um, he actually had sort of developed this range of um, of supplements like micronutritional basically, which is um, really dialing into, you know, um, products that help with your joints. And he'd had some knee issues and he, um, you know, he sort of saw a gap in the market in the, in the running and the tri space that um, we probably were 
as runners probably neglecting this side of things. And I think there was, you know, some other products, the mass market ones that are in the chemist, your Swiss and, and those sort of and multivitamins, whereas these are more developed around, um, you know, specifically around runners and, and triathletes and those sort of the real, um, you know, I think, some of those products to get off the shelf, like the fish oils and things like that, are mainly sort of used for like old people who have joint <laughs> issues or, you know, like tennis elbow or go to lawn bowls and things like that. Whereas these, um, like their magnesium product is a triple magnesium. So they're like absolutely loaded. Um, and because they just know that this is geared towards your elite or semi-elite or runners that are doing that are serious um, runners. They're not your Joe joggers. I mean, they're, they're people that are, that are um, serious about their running and yeah, it's been, um, it's been good, um, you know, being on the journey with them because they've been really supportive of, they're obviously getting behind uh, a lot of athletes here and I think they've just, yeah, their range is, is is going from strength to strength. They're now a partner of the Ironman uh, Oceana series. Um, they've signed some big names in the tri-world. Um, they've got, you know, a lot of runners on board. And, yeah, I've been really impressed with it. Um, yeah, it's like I think, um, yeah, they had a big signing with um, Jan Fredino. Uh, the triathlete so that's a pretty big win for them so i think they're doing really good things in the sport uh, but yeah the magnesium and there's a motion armor product that's um been used as well just for my joints and in the shots uh, jezza yeah that's really important and i guess yeah magnesium and all that factors in the recovery and like you know enhances recovery so that's really important for those looking to improve their times, essentially, and those semi-elite runners. Um, some don't even take in sports nutrition, which I find quite, yeah, like, astounding. Anyway, um, like, as a distance runner for you, um, everyone trains differently. So do you want to maybe touch on your training week and, like, what your workouts look like, favourite workouts, least favourite workouts? At the moment, like in a marathon load and it's sort of the last few years I'd been gearing up towards marathons and I had a crack at Melbourne. I uh, didn't go to, didn't actually go to plan. I ran 231. I was hoping to run low 220s, but uh, that's the marathon. It's, it's a beast. And if it doesn't go right, it, uh, it goes pear-shaped. And uh, yeah, regular, in those sort of weeks, I'm probably averaging 140K weeks. Um, but now I'm kind of in a, I'm building up for XCR. So the cross country season and probably more geared towards 10 K to half marathon. Mm. And, um, yeah, typically, I'm not a big mileage guy. I sit around hundred Ks a week. Um, I don't typically double unless I'm in a marathon load, um, maybe the odd one here or there, but. I try to work off two workouts a week now. I used to go three, uh, but as I'm getting older, I just feel like uh, I need the more recovery. So I can probably hit two workouts, you know, closer to eight, eight, eight to eight plus workouts as opposed to trying to get three in and, and just having a couple of B plus season there. So I'd rather just hit the two uh, the two workouts. And um, But yeah, I mean, with when I coach as well, I kind of really go on the philosophy of just week on week. So it's a, there's no real secret sessions it's just consistency and 
it's not that exciting. Like there's a lot of easy running, a lot of, um, you know, 60 minute runs, six, you know, an easy 60 on a Monday, Tuesday's a workout. I've actually been doing workouts lately with the, with Maxi Ueda, so a group down at uh, Melbourne Uni. The, um, shout out, Max. Big shout out to Maxi, and uh, that's been fun. It's been really good, good, good bunch of um, of um, Uni athletes, and we've got a really strong um, strong culture there. Like I think the way that Max has been able to pull a number of athletes from, from different, different areas on the one spot and, um, being like 1K reps or 2K reps and you know, all on the track, we'll start to go out to Princess Park, but essentially 20 to 30 minutes work. And then Wednesday, sort of a 70-minute run. As I get out a little bit longer towards, say, half marathon training, that might go to 80 minutes. Um, Thursday's another easy run just maybe an hour friday's a recovery 40 minutes to 45 minutes and then uh saturday's a workout i'm kind of um either a threshold or um i've been linked up with with dane burway's group the other week and just sort of mix it up but essentially um yeah another 20 to 30 minute workout and then sunday's long run long run day which i think is super important it's probably the I still think even as a 10, you know, in the 10K half marathon phase, I, I still think it's the most important run a week in terms of, bind, you know, binding everything together. Like just, you know, you've done the two workouts through the week, all the other runs, and then you finish off with a good long run. That's that's the key. So, um, yeah, that's probably the week there. Yeah, long runs are very important. Uh, for me, I'm <laughs> not a fan of long runs, so it's always challenging that... Um, probably for you guys, yeah. you enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come out to the Yarra Flats and, and oh. <laughs> join us for a run. Oh, I've seen a few of them. They look pretty grueling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I wanted to quickly touch on, you know, the Melbourne Uni environment. Like, um, what is it about, like, the training we do that's, I guess, positive, you know? Like, everyone's always pushing each other. I see, like... Obviously, your group now, you recruited a few of the people from, you know, Ellie's group um, who I run with and all that. So, how does that work? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the club, I, I actually joined in 2010. So, it's, I've been there for 12, what's that, 10, 12 years. Um, and, yeah, just over the journey, I, I've always enjoyed, I think Melbourne Uni's got a really strong social setting as well. And I think that's super important in this sport because, it's not easy running like it's a lot of training and there's a lot of k's there's a, a lot of time where you can just there's a lot of other things you'd like to be doing when it's um you know wet outside and cold and wet and you have to drag yourself out the door and i think having that group environment and melbourne uni the, the athletics club and the way that the different groups are set up whether it's tony's group ali's um and, and max's i think they all have that in common there's a really good bond between all the athletes and i think that's that's so important in terms of just getting everyone there and you, you know there's some days you warm up and you, you're doing the warm-up and you don't really feel like you can be bothered but by the time you finish that warm-up you've had a good chat and a laugh you then get down to work and do the session and i think that's um you know that's that's really important to to have in that in that environment 
Um, and yeah, I think that's that's what it's been built on. I think over the years I've been there, and um, you know, you think back to, to to legends like Tim Thomas, which was, um, you know, he was a stalwart of the club. Um, Dave P, um, who I've um, I still run with, and I met him in my early days with the club, and, and still rather run with him to this day. And and just the fact that you know the culture we've got around going to XCRs and getting around each other at those events and um, you know we've had some pretty good years in Divi 1 and then you get that um, you just get that effect that you know people when they train with each other and they see each other pushing they just want to strive and you know you might have a goal to be in that Div 2 team and you know you just keep showing up for training and eventually get there and then next next time you think oh maybe in two years i might crack into the div one team so you know having those different um levels and and, and athletes around that are all pushing each other definitely that high performance environment definitely comes through 100 percent, and i'm sure in a few years time i'll be looking to you know bump up the distances and focus more on xcr but at the moment <laughs> It's a track for me. Um, no, it's Are we going to see you at Gels, Jezza? Oh, we'll see how he goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturdays don't work too well at the moment because of footy, but I'm going to try and pop a few cross countries this year for sure. Um, but, nice. Yeah, nice. Um, just quickly, besides running, what do you do in your spare time to you know take your mind off running? Because sometimes you get too into running and <laughs> it's all running. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It um, it's pretty consuming for me because obviously I'm uh, I'm still running a bit. Like I said, 100 k's, and then I've got coaching, coaching 20 odd athletes, and running run to PB. And then I also work with the Inside Running podcast, helping with those guys behind the scenes. So running does tend to take a bit of my time, <laughs> but um, I do like to step away from that scene and I uh, just hang out with mates and yeah, going out and and, and chilling with them and. Uh, lately, I've been playing a lot of golf. Golf's been a good, um, good outlet for me. I'm probably not getting any better the more I play, which is <laughs> what, what should happen. But uh, enjoying that. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, just just out and um, yeah, watching some TV and yeah, obviously I work full time as well. So just um, between all those things, it's just it's, um, no, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I get to do you know with with run to BB and. Um, inside running and podcasts and and you know running with melbourne uni i get to do a lot of the things that i love to do for most of the time 100 percent. and with golf i don't play it personally but what's your <laughs> handicap oh probably the uh, probably the clubs in the bags my hand <laughs> nah, the, um i don't I actually have a handicap because I'm not a member of a club, but I'm probably about 16 would be about right. Um, so yeah, I play with a good mate of mine. He's um, he's bloody good. He just makes it look easy. Um, so yeah, I play with him and another mate, and um, we have some pretty good uh, competitions in terms of just handicapping and handicapping it and, and playing some skins and putting putting some various bets down. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it is fun. It's it's definitely fun, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a frustrating frustrating yeah. game. Like <laughs> you can have a great day, you can be playing, you know, really good for four holes, and then one bad shot leads to another, and your day's over. But um, <laughs> it is, yeah, it's definitely good fun. Good recovery too. I've been doing it after a Sunday run, just a nice, uh, you know, six k walk. Although the amount of 
times my ball goes, you know, out off into the bushes, I end up walking a bit extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not climbing any trees, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a few swims in the dam. Or oh. <laughs> That's all right. Um, last running question for you before we move on to a funner segment. Um, we love running, but got to, you know, mix it up as well. So this one's a spotlight one. So back to the marathons, um, obviously, typically, most runners tend to do like two marathons a year or so. Um, how do you pick which ones like you go for each and every year? Because obviously, you reassess your goals and ambitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, traditionally, I've kind of gone with one around that start of the year, like a March, April uh, marathon. And then that allows you to kind of start that build um, you know, in, in previous years, you'd start that build at Falls Creek, you know, over, over December, Jan, and then you could sort of build up and and then go again because you need about three, four weeks to come off that marathon and then start again, um, then aim for, say, a September, October marathon. So I think picking those races um, where there's a, enough space to recover off them but also then have a long build up, not too long. So it's a, it's a real big timing thing. Selecting them can be around, you know, just to go to majors and go to other overseas marathons is kind of cool. It's nice to combine a, a marathon with a holiday. So, yeah, definitely that space in between them is a key and, and then factoring in the course conditions, what your goals are. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's there's a bit that goes into selecting a marathon. It's um, not something you can just do every week <laughs> as well, like a park run. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I used to do park runs every week, but I don't think it's sustainable at the moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny how training changes, like, as you develop as a runner, um, as mm. you know. Yeah. Um, now we move on to music. Um, I'm not sure what you listen to, Zaka, but um, everyone loves a pump-up song or, you know, gets a rolling bit. What genre of artist do you listen to, mate? Yeah, it's a good one, mate. Uh, a bit of a mix, like... I don't mind like some some um, chill. Like if I'm running, I don't mind a bit of like Tiesto or <laughs> some, oh yeah, some, uh, <laughs> business some EDM one, right? to kind of get the um, get get the pumping, get get the blood pumping. Um, I quite like Radiohead and like Mum and the Sons, the National, like that sort of alternative, I guess rock. But um, yeah, I'm a bit of a mix, mixed bag with with radio uh, with with music, mate. That's good. I like a mixed bag. I like to mix it around myself as well. A bit of like Oasis, a bit of you know, yeah, EDM, nice. like Marshmallow and all that, Kid Leroy. Um, yeah, just <laughs> good mix, mate. That's all that matters. Um, this one always um, catches people. So the money segment, I call it. Um, are there any funny stories um, from running life you want to share? I think Brady had a funny one about a money bag story. I'm not sure you heard of that. But... No, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> um funny stories from running oh some of them have just been probably traveling um mm. and i'm probably going to give it give edit um throw dane burway do you know dane burway um he's Might have. physiotherapist 222 221 marathon i reckon um he's going to correct me on that 
that one. Um, he's got a podcast run, uh, run culture. He's been the physio for the Australian cross country team and um, Australian para team in the Olympics. Ripping guy. I've run with him for years. He runs for Frankston and we travel a lot together. We travel to Lake Biwa to do a marathon. And this guy is, uh, if you want to go on tour with him, it's, um, it's dangerous because he's, you know, he's hard, hard pressed to get him to like turn up at, on time just for a normal run, let alone get him over to Japan. And um, <laughs> he, he's a bit of a liability on a trip and uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he, 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 you know, I mean, to give you some, just to give you an idea, Context. he, yeah, I mean, he tried to bring a yogurt maker on the, uh, I think he ended up bringing it over on a trip to Japan. I, I don't know why, but um, he figured he, you know, he, he packed like probably 40 kilos of stuff to get there and used about 10 of it. Uh, and then, yeah, we kind of lost him on a few times, lost him like getting on uh, Japanese trains and, he didn't work out the conversion. So he was spending like a lot of money on food. He didn't realize it. Um, <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, but one funny, one other funny part of that is that on race day in Japan, they bus you out to the event. So the event starts at maybe weird. They actually started at 1230 over there because it's streamed live. It's, it's, it's their biggest event. Um, one of the biggest TV events that Lake BY Marathon. It's watched mm. by, we're talking tens of millions of people watch that race. They put it on at 12.30 p.m. So it's like a grand final type setup, commercial free. Um, and you actually get bussed out to that event. Like we're staying in the race hotel and they get to the event at like 10 o'clock. Um, then you, you end up waiting around in a um, stadium. Um, anyway, we where you know they look after you like unbelievable hospitality um in japan and yeah they bust us out there two hours before the race you know we had so much time to get ready we we'd been at the race hotel for four days so you know when you're getting ready for a marathon you've got a lot of a lot of time on your hands so that night you know we all got our drinks out and we all got our kit out we laid it all out we packed our bags went to sleep you know we get up 10 o'clock to get out the door get get bust over there <laughs> We get to the race, pull up, and Dane says, oh, guys, uh, and he says to her, we had a, a Japanese um, person that was looking after us, said, oh, guys, I've left my singlet with my race number back in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just, me and Mattress just looked at each other, shook our heads, uh... going, it's like, you know, of all the things you need to remember on a race day, this is probably the number one, your singlet with your race number. So, yeah, he <laughs> – and then, you know, they're busking you out because they're closing the roads. Um, so, yeah, anyway, the poor Japanese lady that was looking after us, she had to sort of work her way, work her magic to get Dane back to the hotel to get his singlet. And, um, yeah, he, he got back eventually, you know, with, with a fair bit of time. But, um, yeah, that was that was pretty amusing because to the – this day, we still give Dano, Dano crap about that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. A race film out of everything. Like, it could have been, I don't know, what oh, yeah, yeah, like... it's It's lucky he, he remembered his shoes, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Dano's got a good good sense of humor. He'll, he'll have a laugh at that. Oh, maybe. That's a good story. <laughs> <laughs>
it's like us with like middle distance running. Like uh, I remember state chance. There was some kid before the race forgetting his like hip number like two minutes <laughs> before race, and he had to like, yeah. scramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that at Milo's club? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I actually think I had an athlete, uh, one of my athletes, running in that event, or someone I knew was running in that event, and there was some talk about that. Uh, that incident. <laughs> oh, it might have been racing me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, a few other ones for you, Zaka. So, what's a book or movie you recommend for the listeners? Ah, book or movie. Um, there's a good book, a good running book called um, Endure. I don't know if you've read it. Alex Hutchison. Um, it's sort of about the mind um, of elite uh, athletes and human performance. Um, yeah, it's called Endure from Alex Hutchinson. He's a, he was a writer for runners world. Um, he's done some awesome, um, awesome sort of studies. There's a chapter on the sub two hour project, um, on Kipchoge. Um, yeah, that's a really good read for, for the running, um, running fans out there and, um, yeah, movies. Um, <sighs> I actually watched something uh, the other night on KO, 30 for 30 uh, ESPN. This is a sports doco. It's not really a, <laughs> a, a, a popcorn-type movie, but uh, it's on uh, shark, The Shark, Greg Norman, continuing the golf thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting on um, on how good he was and what happened with his, um, with his choking incidents in um, – in the masters and um, some of those majors that, uh, but he was an icon of the sport. If you, uh, if you want to go back and check that out, Jezza, I think it's, uh, I think as a sports fan, you'll enjoy that one. 100% might give it a look for sure. Um, this one's called quick hands now. So five quick questions. Um, pineapple and pizza. Yes or no? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> English or maths back in uh, school. Oh, yeah, definitely English. English. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, who's your favourite celebrity? Favourite celebrity? Um, probably Brady Thalpel. Brady Thalpel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to say that after. Nah, um, if, I don't follow, I don't know, I don't actually follow, I don't follow like your celebrities, your Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. So probably be Kipchoge so, for you, I reckon. Uh, running podcast, and I think just yeah, he's he's a. I reckon he's a celebrity. He should be um should be in a celebrity category. Um, where's your favorite place to visit in the whole world? I actually like go with London. Uh, I think oh, London's yeah. awesome. I love. I, I've been to London a few times, and yeah. Yeah, go with London, go but in terms of just a more of a holiday, beachy type decision, um, yeah, Thailand's pretty fun, and Southeast Asia, um, yeah, Sri Lanka, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, too many to, too many, too many. No, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, and last one for quick hands. Um, I don't know how much you use your phone, but what's the most used app on your phone? It could be, uh, it's probably Strava, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Obviously, post on there. I've got a lot of got a mate, a lot of mates on there, and also uh, between Strava and Final Search because we coach via Final Search. Um, but then Instagram is probably right up there, unfortunately. 
probably shouldn't spend so much time on there. <laughs> I get how it feels, mate. <laughs> set limits, but like I always ask for more time, like the screen limit, app, whatever it's called. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad, Zach. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad. Anyway, um, um, a few more. So, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? I was coached by um, by Craig Mottram for a while, and um, oh, wow. He, he had some unbelievable advice um, over the over the journey and I read my best under Craig. And I think a lot of, I mean, there was the key takeaway from him was probably just patience. Like he was always about just that week on, week on, um, not pushing on those easy days. And I think, um, yeah, that overarching sort of patience thing and, and self-belief was something I got from Craig. Um, and you could see why and how he made it to the top mm. because he was just um, unbelievable in, in his mindset. Um, so yeah, I think um, I, you know, there's I don't have direct quotes, but um, yeah, <laughs> I think he's <laughs> he's yeah. um, patience. You know, in terms of running and even life was pretty is is, is really uh, really good. Yeah, and it's funny who people look up to because I was speaking to like people growing up in the nineties, two thousands. And they're running like Idol was obviously Craig, and it was like Craig was like the main feature. And now like we're moving on to like I don't know like Stewie and Pete Bow and all that and other distance runners. But yeah, yeah, it's funny how back then Craig, you know, like took it up to the Kenyans and all that, and you know worked mm. so hard to do that. Yeah, and look, another thing that I probably and I didn't. I've I've had this from a few people over time, and I think it's a good one in everything, in whether it's business, uh, work, life, running is is about doing the small things well. So because if you can't do the small things well, you can't do the big things well. So you know it's it's a learning curve, but like yeah, just being able to um, yeah not slack off when there's you know small things that maybe you think aren't that important, but if you don't think they're important how are you going to do those big things when they come up well so i think that's a pretty good philosophy i try to live by as well love that mate and the final question for you for today's episode um what's next for you in 2022 and beyond like what are your top three goals Could yeah you... well <laughs> try, trying to get fit and trying to make that dv1 team for melbourne uni but um I used to feel like I was, um, you know, maybe a, maybe a, a shoe in to get selected, but these days there's so much depth. So that's one of the goals is to maybe uh, try and crack into that Div One team for for me at least one round this year. Uh, that could be a challenge. Um, so yeah, it definitely is to get fit and um, and try and um, I'm going to do Gold Coast 10K. So a goal there is to try and try and break. 31, 30, 32 minutes, under 32 minutes would be great. But I think, I think, you know, I think realistically, if I can aim for 31, 30, I'd be really stoked with that. Uh, yeah, another goal is to go run to BB, just to keep doing what we're doing and, um, you know, giving back to, to the community, building that community, getting more involved with, um, you know, people from all over in terms of wanting people to run. I guess that's our underlying philosophy around um the podcast we call it better with running because we just we as runners lifelong runners myself brady matches everyone at run to bb know that life is better with running so that's sort of what our um yeah our objective is to get more people involved in running 
Oh, that's awesome, mate. Thank you so much for the chat. I've learned a lot today from, you know, your college <laughs> days, run to PV, pillar performance, the list goes on and I'm sure we're going to catch up plenty more times at Melbourne Uni and hopefully hit off a few cross-country races with you and most of the groups. So should be good, mate. Yeah, mate, looking forward to it. And maybe looking forward to seeing you out at uh, the Yarra Flats or uh, oh. the Gels if we can uh, get you off the footy field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheers for that.